That's right. <laughs> uh, yes, I have been uh, all across the hydration nation. I've been in hibernation. I've been in deep space. I've been all over the place. I've been kind of refocusing my efforts here at Old Heart Studios, and so I've been taking a little break off for some me time. Me time meaning the not me too time, which it is. It's just me time, which is kind of different. Actually, it's very different. It's more introspective. And for my own mental health. But either way, we're not talking about that because this is what? This is coffee and contemplation. We're worried about contemplating something we didn't know the day before. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I agree. I have put together a good thing here, and I appreciate that applause from the Alive Studio audience at Old Heart Studios. They are always perfectly timed ah it's like i said it's been a little while but i did find an ifl science article today uh, if you don't know what ifl science ifl science is it stands for i fucking love science if you don't love science you can get the hell out of here um this article however is titled most samples of Span- spanish cannabis contain traces of human poop <laughs> I mean, like, it's a catchy title for an article. You gotta give me that. It draws you right in. Uh, so, yeah. It starts off, Pot smokers in Spain might find that their cannabis is laced with some particularly unpleasant contaminants. Specifically, human fecus. <laughs> it's true. According to a study recently published in the journal Foreign Science International, the vast majority of hashish samples, 88.3%, collected in and around the Spanish capital of Madrid were not suitable for consumption. What's more, a large chunk of those contained traces of E. coli and the remnants of human poop. Some of the levels 500 times higher than those allowed by U.S. law for cannabis or European law for fruit. That is crazy. Would you eat human fecus with your fruit? I don't think so, Europe. That's that's uncalled for. Uh, I definitely wouldn't be caught smoking fecus with my weed. If I wanted to get high off of fecus, that's called Jenka. Okay? And nobody I know is into Jenka. Nobody you know should be into Jenka meeting. Uh, A total of 90 samples, apparently, were gathered over a period of 12 months. 60 of those samples were tested for foreign elements and unadulterants and microbiological contamination, plus odor. Odor, the only thing a normal human being would be able to to detect. The remaining 30 were tested for E. coli, a bacteria that lives in the human gut and carries strains that can cause nasty bouts of food poisoning. Overall, though, always on time. Overall, though, 93% of acorn-shaped samples and 29.4% of ingot-shaped samples were found to contain traces of contaminants. It's not funny. If you want to smoke weed in Spain, don't. 
right now. There's just this sounds that sounds like it's too risky. You might be smoking somebody last somebody's dinner last night. Gross. Uh, 40% of those samples carried a fecal fecal. Yeah, 40, sorry about that. 40% of those samples carried a fecal odor, while uh, all samples that carried a fecal odor contained E. coli. The moral of the story is apparently, like I said, don't smoke butt weed. Uh, This, the researchers say, most likely comes down to the process of distribution. While the cultivation of the cannabis plants for your own consumption is legal in Spain, the cultivation, trafficking, and public consumption of hashish is not. These samples bought on the street most likely arrived in Madrid from abroad, smuggled in in via people's bellies. Ugh. Bellies is a nice way of them saying it came through somebody's butt. All right. Uh, Listen to the listen to this professional pharmacist break it down. Once they arrive in Spain, they take laxatives to expel the acorns, and that is what goes on sale, according to Manuel Perez Moreno, a pharmacist, the faculty, a pharmacist of the Faculty of Veterinary Medicine and co-author of this study. On top of the high fecal count, the researchers found that many of the hashish samples had been contaminated with foreign substances and unadulterants, including hairs, sand, plastic, and textile fiber. Of the 25% of samples that had been unadulterated, uh, 66.7% had an ingot shape. Meanwhile, 10% were found to contain spores of aspergillus. Don't fucking quote me on that. 67, 66.7% of which were acorn-shaped because they didn't want to make it 66.6. Word. Uh, either way, like I said, I mean, my best advice is to just not smoke butt weed. Oh, shit. Shout-out section. Shout-out to Evil L, always, 100% forever. Shout-out to uh, Phil Collins... Shout out to Jamie B. Jammin, shout out to Yellow T, shout out to Uncaged, shout out to Casserole, all of my wood, shout out to Mooner Six, shout out to Harrison Hanna, my boy, shout out to Stray Dog, uh, you know, and shout out to anybody listening. If you're not listening, I don't really care. If you do listen, good for you, uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, the other good news is that the fungus is normally harmless. The, the bad news uh, is that it can also be serious. It can also lead to serious infections in, uh, with people in people with asthma, a weakened immune system, and underlying lung disease. That sucks. Ah man, I hate to say this, but it sounds really like if you if you're taking a trip to Spain, it just sounds like it might be a little too dicey to smoke a bowl or two, which kind of sucks. I imagine getting high in Spain would be a good time. But I wouldn't know. I'm never in Spain. I'm usually just stuck on Old Heart's floating spaceship. Floating around. Through time and space. Every day. In every place. Don't you know? Don't you fucking know? Uh, I would go to Spain, though. I would go to Spain, but I just wouldn't smoke butt hash. (laughs) Why? Like... If you could, if you can legally grow your own cannabis for consumption, like why not just fucking do that? It's probably like a touristy thing, or maybe like I guess maybe well, there's an age limit on how old you have to be to grow your own weed. Perhaps I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, I don't. Know. So apparently, like I said, just don't go to Spain to Spain to smoke fucking cannabis because. 
You smoke a bowl, you might be smoking somebody's butt bowl. Butt bowl. Uh, what else is going on here besides feckle matter and marijuana? Also, like I said earlier, I mentioned Jankum. Uh, don't ever be caught being that, that cat that's huffing Jankum. You don't want to be... You just don't want to don't want to go there. You don't want to be that way. You don't want to be that person. And that's okay. Because Jankum is really just huffing methane gas, I imagine. Uh, seriously, though, switching topics here. I'm going to just go for it. Time to talk about my comic book pick for the week. That's right. Uh, coffee and Contemplation would uh, be nothing without my love for comic books because it's one of the things that constantly drives me to hop on Wikipedia. Said the biggest nerd in the room. Uh, anyway, so Superman versus Superman slash aliens. Technically, it's not versus aliens, just slash aliens. Super uh, hyphen, I guess is what they call it. No, not hyphen. Don't. It's not a hyphen. Don't. Don't quote me on that. Anyway, it's an American comic book limited series about a battle between the superhero, guess who, Superman, and the aliens created by H.R. Geiger, aka the Xenomorphs. No, awful. Uh, the art is is dope, but the story is kind of loose at times. It's just one of those I really I love the the visual idea of Superman fighting on, like through a horde of alien xenomorphs. You know, because like really, I mean they can't destroy him, but it it would be cool to see him like have to go up against them. They're too you know, as a kid, Alien was one of my favorite scary sci-fi movies because it just it scared the pants off me well not, um, that sounds really bad it scared the shit out of me and uh superman's always been at least in my top three my top superhero superman's just is superman um but like I said, the plot was kind of loose. So let me just break this down for you. Accompanying Dr. Cheryl Kimball, the lead, the head of LexCorp's space division on an investigation of an incoming probe, Clark is shocked to discover that the pods, tra- Clark as in Clark Kent, Clark is shocked to discover that the pods' transmissions are of Kryptonian distress. Imagine that. And so they send him off on this faraway adventure to this floating city, which also has been done before. And there he discovers... Kryptonian, right? I believe. Yeah. Are you rescued by... Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So, basically, the whole idea of this story rests on the fact that super, where Superman goes to go find where this transmission is headed or coming from or whatever the fuck. It's, it's so far away from a yellow sun that it... Like, he literally... His powers just fade over time pretty quick uh, in a way but what doesn't make sense there is that Superman literally flies he can fly light years in space and like get away from the yellow sun well maybe he's flying past other yellow suns I guess anyway so apparently this just takes place where he cannot have powers which is really the linchpin of the whole plot line because otherwise Superman would just rain terror down on all these xenomorphs instead of like having to actually fight them um that being said it's the the superman versus aliens like i mostly got it for the visuals like the vid like i said the visual idea of superman just having to like punch his way or like heat vision his way through uh, a, a 
horde of xenomorphs were just so cool to me because they scared the shit out of me as a kid. So that I was just like, I instantly like, boom. But the art was, and the, 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 the story itself was just kind of, it had the feel of an alien story, which was kind of neat, not a Superman story, which I love. Anyway, I've got like the whole series in individual issues. You probably don't, so suck eggs. And we're just going to leave it there. This has been another episode of Coffee and Contemplation. We've talked about feckle matter and Spanish cannabis. We've talked about my comic book pick for the week. So I say you've done a good job. You've made it all the way through. So you get a pat on the back. Not by me, though. This coffee is nearly gone. I'm going to go back to that hydration nation, but I'm not going to be in hibernation anymore. I'm going to keep trying to churn these out as we go. That's right. Your boy is back in town. Hopefully. High five myself on that one. Either way, go out there and use your brain for good. Every day is a good day to ripen up that coconut, which is the whole fucking idea behind this podcast. Ripen it up however you best you want to. You know, whatever you want to do. You want to learn to play guitar? Go play guitar. You want to learn more about comic book history? Go do that. You want to learn more about feckle matter and Spanish cannabis? Do that too. Either way, ripen up your coconut as best you can. And keep your stick on the ice.